This is the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma, coming to you weekly with your wedding worries or dilemmas, which we will help solve. From time to time, we'll also be joined by special guests from the wedding industry or couples in the middle of planning their own wedding. If you have a wedding worry or dilemma you would like our help solving, please get in touch by using our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Welcome back to the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. Please like, subscribe, rate, review our podcast on the platform you listen or watch us on. We really appreciate your support and being here every week with us. This week, we're talking all things wedding stress and how to cope in the build up to the wedding. So the reason why we're talking about this is because I had a consultation with one of our new clients who we're going to be working with uh, in November with our uh, business, Lycan and Lights and just told her about the podcast said you know she's right at the beginning of her planning process she's doing it all quite quickly so just suggested that you know listening to the podcast might be helpful just so you know that you're not alone and she asked if we did a specific episode on wedding stress whilst you've got loads of other stuff happening so looking for a new job saving for a house um so we are by no means professional doctors this is just to help from like a real life perspective, what we did, little tips and tricks um, on how to ease that stress in the prep for your wedding. Um, how did you find the build up to your wedding? Mine was quite long. Mine was quite long. So I think I start, I had about 18 months from engagement. Oh, right. Marriage. So it was quite a long process I had time to sort of spread decisions out so I didn't feel like I was having to make all the decisions at the same time mm-hmm. um so it was a little bit easier than than some I would say but I did find certain aspects of it really stressful we've talked about it before but the dressing for me was really quite stressful mm-hmm. so I made quick decisions because I wanted to get out of the process of it excuse me um I don't remember the guest list being particularly painful for us but um I I probably had the normal amount of stress when deciding who to invite and not wanting to offend everybody and where are they going to sit and can we afford that many people and that type of thing? You, I think you have a lot of guilt attached to mm-hmm. not being able to invite your neighbours and not being able to invite Artie Board's best friend. I think there's guilt that gets put on you. Um, Would you have invited any of your neighbours? I invited a couple of our neighbours to the evening. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, it's them. if you've lived next door to somebody for X amount of time, and you get on, you know, and it's a friendly relationship. I think there's some, there's there's people like that in your life that you feel like you probably should invite, but at £150 a head, do you really want to? No. That, you, but you still carry that guilt a bit, don't you? But why? I don't, I don't know. Why do we? Like, it's your wedding. Do what you want. Because you're worried about what people are going to think. But why? I think... But all of the, we'll go through some of the common things that are stressful, but all of them, when you boil it down, is because you are worried what people are going to think. You get worried about what your dress is. You're worried about what people are going to think when they look at you. You're worried about what venue you pick. You're going to think people are going to judge it until you're worried about what people are thinking. It's all, all of it. I reckon boils down to because you're worried about what people are thinking about you and your wedding. Mm. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah. And when we've got other things going on, like like our client, they're saving for a house, so there's that conflicting whether we should be putting money into the wedding or putting money into that house savings. I mean, if you're new parents or you're trying to start a family or you've got health issues or you know all the things that normal life brings you if you're tr- and you put a wedding on top I think everything just seems worse yeah. yeah yeah 
did you put anything in place to relieve that wedding prep stress? I, I did a lot of planning. So, you know, I was worried about the weather. So I made sure that I picked a venue that had a plan B. I was worried about people not turning up. So I made sure that I had a sort of seating arrangement that could be moved around a bit. Um, I just I just over planned, which made me feel more comfortable going in because mm -hmm. plan B never got used in any of the situations I came up with. But I felt better that they were there. I, I was worried that the venue wouldn't put it. people sat in the right places. So I put a box with a picture of the table who I wanted to sit where. I, I mean, if you're not worried about that, don't, don't do it. But it made me feel better because mm. I couldn't control that. But I knew the venue would then be able to go in and put the people next to each other and where they wanted. I wanted my nan and granddad sat, sat in a you know particular seat. So I had to do that because I needed to know that it was going to be done. So I overplanned. Did you decorate your own venue? Yeah, we had the day before, but we had the turnover. So we got married. We had the ceremony and the reception in the same room. Oh, okay. So obviously on the day I was off having, after our ceremony, I was off having photos and having a drink and stuff. And then the venue turned it round. Mm-hmm. So I just made sure that everything, that there was a box per table and there was a little picture of a circle and I put what chair I wanted everybody to be sat in and everything for the table was, you know, in that <laughs> box. Because I, I mean, the venue do it all the time. They can, they know, and if you've got stylists, they know what they're doing and they know that you probably want a table number and maybe a menu and, you know, if you've, if you've talked to them and they know what they're doing, but it was more of a me problem, mm -hmm. letting go of that control. So I just, for my own sake, overplanned that. Um, I also think that when we do weddings for our clients, the best thing ever is when they have over-prepared themselves because you know exactly what they're looking for. So if we're putting out all of the name places and they've done a table plan with exactly where they want each name place to go, love it. Yeah. My kind of vibes. Yeah, it's, it makes everybody's life easier. Nobody's second guessing. But if you're not, if you're not at all worried about it, mm. the people will be able to work it out. But if you definitely can't have, you know, Betty and Karen with their backs to each other, you you need to tell somebody so that doesn't happen. Type thing. I, think, I think you need to get some more uh, youthful friends because your <laughs> friends are called Maud, Betty, Karen. I think I we need to just you know, a spirit that should have been born in a different decade, I think. That's funny. Maybe you should hang out in like younger circles then. Nah. <laughs> Make me feel old. <laughs> um so common causes of wedding stress. Hang on, hang on. How did you deal with your stress? Oh, okay, well mine was really different. Basically two weeks before the wedding we thought Ian was gonna have to have major spine surgery, so I, it was a very, mm, wasn't a normal level of stress for me. It was highly escalated under the circumstances because I thought we'd have to cancel the wedding. Then it was like, no, the wedding's going to go ahead, but he might not be able to walk. Okay. There was just so many layers on yeah. top of normal wedding stress. I think if it had just been the usual wedding prayer, I think I would have been able to cope with that level of stress. But ended up taking some of Ian's muscle relaxant medication, which I would not advise. Do not. We are not advising that. Do not do that. It's <laughs> not prescribed to you. Okay, just saying what I did. It's not for everyone. 
and I would take one before I went to sleep so that I wasn't groggy in the morning, but very calm. Just calm. Felt like a brain vacation. Wasn't worried about anything. I was still focused on delivering, but very calm. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole way through probably the week of the wedding. Because yeah. he wasn't able to help with anything. He wasn't able to lift anything. He was walking with a stick. Now, absolutely fine. Yeah. I also saw a bit of a shift in you the last couple of weeks where I would I would imagine that you would have wanted to deliver everything yourself and you would have wanted it to be... Um, you would, wouldn't have wanted to lean on people as much. No. But I think you got to that level of stress where you had to, mm -hmm. like, lean on your friends more, which I think is great because that's what friends are for and you felt like you could do that. Mm -hmm. But I think if you didn't have all them layers of stress as well, you would have tried to do more without, without like, bringing friends and stuff in. Yeah. But you had to. One, because he yeah, couldn't physically yeah. get up a ladder and hang string lights. No. And two, I think you need it not not it wasn't even the physical things of hanging no. the bunting and doing this and doing that. It was, I think you just needed more people around you mm -hmm. for you to feel like this is un under control. Yeah. I had all the people. Yeah. And nobody minds doing it. No. Nobody minds. No. I think they may have minded at uh, 10 o'clock the following morning. No, no, it was more like midday the following following day. This and is remember, over yet. <laughs> I just remember... I just remember dropping the van and it was like 8 o'clock at night the day after my wedding and I thought, why on earth did I do this? Why? I could have just paid £1,500 for a stylist. None of this would be happening. Yes. Yeah. Now we do it for a living, so... Yeah. But that is a that is a that is a sort of we'll get on to some tips and stuff, but if you have lots going on in your life, if you've got a busy career, if you've got young children, if you've got people that are poorly or you're a carer or whatever is going on in your life, put some of the budget in getting people to come and help. Mm -hmm. And so our services on paper you might think, oh, we could save that money. Actually, then you're not doing everything yourself. You don't have to store everything. You don't have the stress of walking into your spare room and there just being stuff everywhere. Because mm -hmm. if you're like me, having chaos around you, boxes and things spilling out and just causes loads more anxiety, you can just push that stress onto other suppliers and they will deal with it all for you. And I think if you have those... What, what I always tell our clients in consultation is, because last week we were not competing, because I, I don't think we ever are competing, because the, the couple had two other consultations with two other styling suppliers, which is fine. Obviously, I asked who they were, because I'm quite competitive, so tell me who they are and who we're up against. Um, but equally, you need to make sure that the chemistry is right between you and your suppliers. That's the most important thing. You trust them. They understand what you want from them they understand how your wedding's going to run and how you want it to be and it's the right supplier to fit what you want don't yep. try and fit your wedding into a supplier that you're like well he was the only one available and oh god I don't, it's not quite what i wanted but it'll do no and that's more that's even more important in the in the kind of suppliers that are delivering like vision for you so stylists florists um photographers i would mm -hmm. say yeah. because they have a style that they do really well mm -hmm. so if you've got a photographer that does really whimsical kind of light airy kind of photography and you're asking them to do deep moody they will be able to do it but it's not not their natural thing so it's gonna not turn out as good as if you find a photographer that's in that deep moody kind of style mm -hmm. but you do need to make sure that you're picking supplies that fit your vision yeah 
I would say the chemistry is the most important thing. Because you have to trust them. One silver lining from my wedding prep uh, entourage was that one of the guests that she she was on the Hindu and she basically volunteered her husband to come and help without him knowing. Um, And it was his way to get to know people before the wedding because he didn't know anyone else. He just knew his wife. I'd never met him before. Ian hadn't met him before. So it was his way of sort of getting to know people and just chatting for, to a few people. He had a great time. Best wedding ever. Yeah. So, right. Although it was a bit scary over the phone. So it's like, oh, where am I supposed to be going? Don't worry, I'm five minutes away. <laughs> um, so common causes of wedding stress, creating a guest list. It's like we've, like I mentioned, it's yeah. that guilt thing. And also venue, budget. I also think, hang on. I also think you need to factor in effort. So what I mean by that is, have you made an effort to go to their wedding? If the answer is yes, I would suggest you put them on the list. Mm -hmm. Have they made an effort to come to the Hindu strategy? If the answer is no, probably take them off the list if people i go by the energy that i put into others i want to see similar energy back yeah it's when you get to that point where people are cancelling for utterly shit reasons you i think you really get to know who your people are through your wedding process i definitely did because the people that rallied for me are my closest and dear friends yeah it wasn't just my family the people that rallied really cared about my wedding and me and Ian and I at the time yeah hopefully still do so I put that effort and energy into those people now yeah but I think until you go through this you don't really know how much effort people are going to put into you until this happens which I think is sad but also you could see a positive that okay i know i know that now i know that you're not going to put the same effort into me so i'm actually going to stop putting that effort and energy and my time into you yeah i also think if you've got a limit on your guest list for financial reasons or if your venue can only fit so many or or whatever that is go for people that are like stable in your life because I had I I invited lots of people that are no longer really part of my life just because you know when you have friendships that they you have friendships and they drop off it's like the natural cycle of life and then you have friendships that sort of stay a lot of the people that I invited are friendships that were part of like that ebb and flow of your life and so if I was to get married now, they wouldn't come because I don't really, they're not really part of my life. I don't really speak to them anymore. Not through yeah. anything that's gone wrong. It's just people move on, don't they? Yeah. So if you've got a limit on who you need to invite, who you can invite, think about then people and whether if you moved jobs or if they moved jobs, would you still be friends because they're your friendship group at work type thing? They're probably not going to be people that you stay in touch with um and don't feel guilty about it Mm. and and also don't let your grandparents or your parents or their parent your partner's parents say you know they babysit you since when you were four till 12 Still not coming to my wedding. Savage, but I love it. But yes, I agree. But it's still stressful. Oh, it's really stressful, yeah. Especially if you're a child from a broken home. Yeah. Hello, mum. And I don't think there's much... There's not much... Unless you you just need to be really strict on your ideas as a couple. Mm -hmm. We've got 60 people... These are our 60, but you still have to go through that pit process of picking them 60. You just have to let go of the guilt as quickly as you can, I think. I think people understand 
I say that, but I never understand. People do understand. Just be honest with them and tell them. Yeah. Can't invite you. I haven't got enough people, but I hope that you understand. And if they kick off, then they're obviously not the right people to be there anyway. No. Because if they actually care about you, they'd be like, oh, that's, you know, I do understand. Have a great day. Yeah. Anything changes, you know, I don't mind being on the B list type thing. Yeah. But, and they'll oh. still send you a card and they'll still send you a text on the day. I'm 100% and if they kick person. off, then you've made the right decision. I love a good wedding, but I, I think working in the industry, you understand cost and budget and the stress that people go through and also the podcast. You just get empathy for other people going through the process. So now mm -hmm. approach weddings in a completely different light. I'm not thinking about me in the slightest. So, for example, um, somebody, my sister got a wedding invitation ages and ages ago, not ages and ages, a while ago. We hadn't received our invitation. Absolutely fine. I reached out and said, Please let me know if you if you've registered or if you've got a gift list or if it's money because we'd love to send a gift to your wedding for you and your future future wife blah 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 um because I was more than happy to contribute even if we're not going yeah it's fine turns out we are going um but I would have been happy if we weren't e either way would have been fine by me as long as they're happy. And that tends to be how I look at things now. Yeah. Instead of how dare you not invite me? Well, maybe they can't afford you. Yeah. It is stressful. Finding a venue and a date, very stressful. I think it's really stressful if you have a date that you really want and if you have a venue that you really want and the two aren't aligning. Yeah. I don't really I would, have that. I would say you can, you can be... <clears throat> You can pick one because if you've got a date, you could then just have to go find a venue that has a date that's free. If you have a venue, do you then just have to pick the date that they have free? Mm -hmm. But you can't have both. No. Unless you're really lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless you're really lucky. Then I think it's meant to be. Yeah. I, I, I would, if I would say it's probably easier to have a date in your head say it's a, there's a special date in September and go and find a venue than it is to have a venue and then have to trawl especially if it's, it is a wedding venue and then have to just go for a Tuesday in mm. May because that's mm. the only one they've got free mm. unless you want to book a couple of years in advance yeah because you're normally, venues are normally booking. So we're in 2024 now. And they'll be booking 26. Mm -hmm. Stressful, isn't it? I'm just yeah. stressed thinking about it. Creating your look for your wedding, whether that's decor, colour schemes, dress, etc. Yeah, I mean, this this is the fun bit. But if you haven't got any idea, pen, Pinterest is the enemy, mm. I think, because you're... Yeah, because I think you'll look, you'll go, you'll put wedding styles and then you'll look at like the beautiful monochromatic weddings where everybody's styled it out and pictures on there all tend to be really styled weddings that people have chucked a lot of money in. And to get yeah. that same look, it's not impossible, but it's difficult. And then, then you'd get the, you know, the nice Italian weddings with the, you know, the beautiful fresh fruit and all the flowers and the flowy gowns and, you know. The Tuscany wedding. Yeah. And then you'll get the British summer wedding with all the rustic logs outside with the big barn behind you. And you'll be like, Sunshine. what the hell am I supposed to do now? I like them all. They all look beautiful. That is very true. And like, how do you pick? How do you pick? One way that you can pick is to go around some venues, pick, pick a lakeside hotel, pick a barn, 
you know pick some different things and go and just see where you feel naturally comfortable and then a style will pop out the back of it or just pick one and go go with it mm. don't try and do a bit here and a bit there and a bit there because it won't you've kind of got to commit to make it look impactful yeah or have a consultation with some different stylists. Yes, we offer that service if you would ever need that at Liking and Lights on Instagram. Because also, once you've picked your style, that helps you pick a dress. Mm. That helps you pick what the groom is going to wear. It helps you pick a colour scheme. It helps you pick your wedding stationery. It helps ev you pick everything. And if you have got a clear idea of that style... It will all feed through and your guests will get a really cohesive experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about wedding dress to fit the style of the wedding. Just went with whatever I liked. Yeah, but what you like did fit because it was your natural style. If you were, if you were, so if you think, if you're quite a boho couple and boho, you like yeah, rattan so yeah. and yeah. you've you've got butterfly tattoos and you've picked a strap like lace dress that's quite um it's not structured it's quite flowy and you've got some lace on it with you know you've got a headband on that type of thing and you went to, and got married in a, a hotel that had like a really shiny floor and you'd gone monochromatic you wouldn't pick that would you no. You'd no. pick a barn with lots of artwork and, and you know, quite natural feel to it. So mm -hmm. your natural style does come out. But if you absolutely have no idea, it can feel a bit... Daunting. Yeah. Stressful. Um, expectation management of other people other people your partner yourself the whole thing because my expectations were probably more aligned with the thirty thousand pound wedding yes. but i wasn't willing to prepare i just didn't want to pay that who's paying that not me I'm, you think i'm going to pay more than three thousand pounds for a venue <laughs> then i realized oh, that's actually very cheap for a venue all these others are costing me five eight twelve yeah just for a dry hire that's why that's why pinterest is your enemy because yeah. you'll look at a wedding on there and you'll scroll through and they've they're hundred thousand dollar 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 thousand pound weddings because they've got the you know they've got all of the floors coming from the ceiling and all of them candles all of that beautiful silverware and then bespoke plates with the chargers and all of the flowers going down the aisle. Money, 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 money. Yeah. And when you speak to a florist, you know, it's like them Instagram rules where it's expectation versus reality. Mm -hmm. They've got a thousand pound, they've got a thousand, hundred thousand pound that they've spent on florals. You've got two. You're not going to get the same no. impact, are you? I also didn't want to spend any more than £600. And that does hardly get you anything. I actually don't think I even wanted to spend that when we got the coin. I was like, 610 <laughs> That's quite reasonable. Flowers are expensive. They're just so expensive. And it's not the florist. It's not really the florist marking everything up. They've got businesses to run. Mm -hmm. Flowers are really expensive. Mm -hmm. And even even silk flowers are really expensive. Yeah. £5,500 worth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, seating chart. Absolute hell that was. If you've got a lot of if you've got a lot of family drama, it's not I don't think even family drama, family history. You don't want people sitting next to people they're uncomfortable sitting next to. No. You don't want other people opposite somebody that they don't want to be opposite. You have to think, well, you don't have to. I would strongly advise that you throw out the rule book. You just do whatever you want. 
who cares what other people think and you do you I would strongly suggest having one you might feel it's easier not to do one but people feel people walk in a bit aimlessly and you end up with gaps here and people having to split up so you, you do need one if you're having a sit down meal have you been to a wedding where there wasn't one um I've been an evening guest where there there wasn't one obviously I wasn't part of the the meal but it was really laid back mm. and it was sort of barbecue style so you just grabbed grabbed a sort of burger and and you went and sat it was all outside so so it it kind of worked it was fine mm -hmm. but if you're having a sit down meal that's being given to you on a plate you definitely need a seat in chart. I think it helps people to navigate their way through the day. Yeah, exactly. Like, who am I sitting with? Where are we sitting? Where's our table? I just want to go and put my bag down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. I When I was doing mine, thinking back, actually, I did get quite stressed doing the seating plan. Not through any, like, oh, this person can't sit next to this person, but I had the main floor and then I had two balconies that sort of overlooked main floor and I was so worried about people that were up in them balconies feeling like they weren't part of the day hmm. but I that I literally had no other no opportunity they either didn't come or they sat up there so what I did is I just put all the friends up there hmm. Jordan's friends were at one side my friends were up the other um did they mind nobody said anything um one of one of the balconies was a uh, felt a little bit better because it it felt a bit more enclosed the other one was a bit big so then my friends could have felt a bit like they were sort of put in the rafters because it was a bigger space so it didn't feel as cozy type thing um but the pictures were really cute because when they were doing the speeches they all looked at they all stood up and looked over the balcony so it mm. made it feel quite nice but I was worried about putting them up there, but I literally had no choice. Mm. They wouldn't have minded. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Um, so I've huh? made a little note of, you know, tips and tricks, what to do, how to relieve the stress, all of that kind of thing. Um, one thing that I found quite useful was creating a uh, budget so that you're not stressing out about money um and also if you've got a like a few other things that you want to financially support so let's say you're also saving for a house you can also save for that at the same time i would say depending on what your budgets are depending on your time frames and if you've got used to saving 500 pounds a month for the last two years for your wedding then you're probably used to saving that now for your house mm -hmm. so i think budgeting plan if you haven't got a lot of money but you want a big wedding years in advance yeah that's fine so if yeah. you want you know saturday in august just plan for that yeah um similar to what you said em break down the process and create a plan b bite-sized wedding bite-sized wedding chunks and worst case scenario planning just so that you do have that option if something goes wrong or if you're not there, like your example, you, you weren't there for the to put out all the seating, the the name places and things like that. Yeah, I think the weather one is people worry about weather. And so a plan B for weather is quite easy to, to do. If you're wanting to get married outside, your plan B is to make sure you pick a venue that can cater if it's absolutely pouring for you to get mm -hmm. married inside. If you've got a bouncy castle, your plan B is to not have a bouncy castle, to have, if the bouncy castle's for the kids type thing, mm -hmm. make sure that you've, you've all, your plan B is to have colouring in books and just in case they can't go out type thing. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you've also already mentioned this, but surround yourself with people who want to help. And mm -hmm. want to make your planning process easier. If people are causing you stress, keep them at arm's length during the build-up to your wedding. You can do that in a polite way. 
So thanks so much for your support. I'll come back to you. Or thanks so much, but so-and-so's already said they'll do that. Or thank you, but I just want you to enjoy the day. Yep. A few key phrases that roll off the tongue there. No, I'm not very good at that, but you're quite good at that. Yeah, not like off the cuff, like in the moment. I'm a bit like, oh, <laughs> gonna... yeah, sure. I'm like, how do I backtrack out of this one? Um, as, Again, um, you were talking about those delegate wedding tasks. People will want to help you, so utilise their kind offers. So if someone's saying, I'll, I'll do your wedding favours, yeah, that'd be great. Don't yep. be shy. Take them and take their offers. Um, keep chatting to your partner. Don't bottle up your worries. I always think that a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. Talking about it really helps if you are worried about, I don't know, the seating plan. Just chat to your partner about it. They're like, oh, why are you worried about that? I'll do that. Let's, oh, we'll do it together. Let's sit down. Let's get a takeaway. Let's do it together. Like, make it a fun thing. Um, self care. So, a couple of, well, a team member and I at the moment are using lavender spray and lavender oil on pulse points during quite challenging meetings. So, that's something that you can use at you know, bedtime before you go to sleep, yoga, very relaxing, Reiki, although all of my friends that have had Reiki then have fallen pregnant, so <laughs> comes with a trigger warning, I'd say. Spa, spa sessions before the wedding, just looking after yourself and just having that you time and relax. Yeah, try and add that rip. I all talking about um sort of trying to relax and good night sleeps and stuff if you're worrying you tend to stay awake worrying about stuff just keep a notebook and a pen by your bed so if you if you sort of wake up thinking oh I need to do this and I need to do that I'm really worried about this what should I do about this you can just write it all down and then you know that you're not going to forget about it mm -hmm. that kind of allows you to well allows me to then sort of go back to sleep and not sort of keep thinking about remembering to order 600 meters of ribbon or whatever it is don't forget to order the uh, 10 extra lanterns for the ceiling because yeah. listen to the podcast and started panicking i definitely didn't do that <laughs> plan date nights or date days with your partner in the build-up to the wedding so that you're not all about the wedding all the time step away from the wedding planning Talk yeah about something else live your lives yeah um, stay clear of lots of people as you may be dealing with lower immunity due to stress. So keep your socialising to minimal people in the last two weeks before your wedding. I'd highly recommend that, particularly if you, I mean, our wedding was just, you know, in between lockdowns, just out of lockdown. So worst case scenario was getting COVID and cancelling the wedding. Mm -hmm. Obviously not the spine surgery. I didn't even think about that. Um, practice positivity and create your own wedding affirmations. I love a good affirmation. My wedding will be the best it can be. I will be happy on my wedding day. It's my time and I'm ready for the next step. I welcome positivity. You could just pick one that you really like, write it on your mirror with your lipstick or a post-it and just look at it every day. Yeah. You love a you love an affirmation, don't you? I love it. They work. I've got this cute little... Um, it's like a, I don't know, what do you call it? Montage. Yeah, it's like a little pin badge, is what oh. you call it. It says, always be positive with a cat on. Nice. I thought you were going to say your screensaver on your phone. Oh, okay, yeah, that also has affirmations. It's like a montage of all your affirmations and your goals, and and so you see it every time, don't you? I also need to change that because it's that's last year's. I need Ooh. to change it for this year. But I did get a psychic reading a few weeks ago. She's already predicted one of my friends who's pregnant the sex of her baby. So that was like the first big thing that she predicted. And she's got it right. Tick. Not, so... that, she had, not that she had a 50-50 chance. No. She saw the future, Em, and told me. Um... I think you also need to be prepared for your emotions to run high in the build-up to the wedding. 
So keep doing those things that you love. For me, it's gym, exercise, keeping my steps up, keeping things that I can control in my control, mm-hmm. self-care, chill time, reading, just things that you like doing. Just keep doing those things. Yeah, don't, don't, um, I think that's really, whatever your hobby is, whether it's sport, whether it's craft, whether it's reading, whether it's, whatever it is, make sure you don't lose time mm. and keep doing them. You need to keep some kind of routine. I'd also say getting in touch with us because we have a lot of experience dealing with a lot of different elements of not only the event industry, but wedding industry. Styling isn't our only skill set. We, I have had a couple of um, listeners just chat to us via the DMs because they've got something that they're worried about, not necessarily appropriate, or they wanted to share on the podcast. So we do, we try and help where we can. Um, we also try and help where we can with our business as well. So we try to take that stress out of a couple's day. So if that means packing up their bits and bobs at the end of the night, as well as ours, we're going to do that. So reach out if you'd like to. Anything else on your list, Em? Um, Just sort of talking back to what you've just said there. I think people worry about that they've made the wrong decisions I think if you've, you, there's no way that you're going to be able to scope out every single option for every single thing. So you just need to trust your gut a little bit and you've made the, the right decisions, whether it's what cake flavours or what DJ you've chosen. You need to sort of just trust them decisions and it will be okay. It's not going to be the end of the world if you've chose a toffee cake and actually you think it should be lemon. It's really not the end of the world if you are like playing on them decisions and you've reached out to that supplier and just say i think i've made a mistake and the supplier more often than not will be able to help you out unless that cake is already made because it's the day of they'll 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 work with you to do it um and you just need to trust your suppliers if you've done some consultations with them and you like like the people and you can trust them no supplier is going to go well no suppliers we know would go into an event trying to make it bad Mm -hmm. they'll all go in they'll all work really hard to make it perfect they'll all if there's something that's gone wrong over there or it wasn't quite what was expected they'll all work together to make it right for you so you just need to to trust the people that you're working with and if you're worried reach out to them mm. and, and say oh actually i told you i want candles on my table i don't think i do now mm-hmm. we would of course we would say okay that's we haven't ordered all your candles so that's absolutely fine what were you thinking instead so if they, whatever they say we'll try and make that happen mm-hmm. just reach out to your suppliers if you're worried about any of the decisions you've made yeah I think people always have a bit of flex as well because we don't we do a final consultation six to four weeks ahead of the wedding so there's still time to swap something out change your mind that's absolutely fine it's your wedding yeah not the supplier's wedding exactly um i also think that people worry about not looking themselves like women i would say in particular worry about the way they're going to look mm. and the stress of picking the dress and the stress of making sure they're drinking water and trying to lose weight and but you know all of that and if you're stressed and you might be losing a bit of hair and all of that you've got to remember that yes there are going to be people looking at you and yes there are going to be photos but photographers know what they're doing if you're worried about because you've got a little bit of chin fat, they're not going to show you the photos where you're like, you know, but you are marrying the person that you love. Yeah. And Hopefully. whatever you look like, whatever venue you pick, whatever colour scheme, you are going to look absolutely amazing to them. And they will probably cry when you walk down the aisle. And that whole feeling 
will go away on the day and you won't be worrying about you know, that little bit of fat that you thought was hanging out in that you just won't be worrying about no. it so on the day it will it will dissipate and you are marrying the person you're marrying for a reason unless you are in a green card marriage that, there is that there is that I also think with the whole, because I think there's another episode in there somewhere about like aesthetic wedding prep. Do it for you. Don't do it for anyone else. No. I did it all for me and I'm yeah. very happy. But I would also say don't like six weeks before, don't completely freak out. No. And go and get filler and go and get Botox. No. And go and get this and go and get a spray tan. If you never, ever do that. No. If you'll walk down the aisle and you won't look like anything. If you never get a spray tan, like ever, don't go deep mahogany because you just won't look like yourself. No. And if the thing that your partner loves about you is your little frown lines between your eyebrows and he or she always says how they love that, don't go and get rid of them just because... Instagram is telling you that they're they're not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But if you're really conscious about your teeth and you've got some budget and you're nine months out, maybe look at getting braces like you did, Jen. I was how many months? I think I was twelve months, maybe over a year out because I was worried it would take longer. Yeah never regretted any money i spent on my teeth no and it's a lasting thing that you've invested in but i wouldn't do that because even though no. i've got a gap in my teeth jordan thinks it's the best thing ever so why would like, i wouldn't no never change the gap in your teeth no but you but don't change yourself just because you feel like you need to walk down the aisle looking like a pinterest bride because you don't you need to walk down the aisle to marry your other half. Mm -hmm. And yes, you want to feel pretty. And yes, you probably might want to put some mascara on and do your hair nice. But also, if you never, ever, ever wear makeup, don't go to a makeup artist that only does big, smoky eyes with... Because you just won't look like yourself. No. And you'll feel uncomfortable too, because... Wearing makeup, feel you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I feel it right now. <laughs> but I do get that people why people worry about on it because you're supposed to look the most beautiful you ever looked on your wedding day. Yeah, but you will, even if you wore you a bin bag. You will because it just like comes out of you, doesn't yeah. it? You're like a radiant, glowing angel walking down that aisle, bin bag or no bin bag. I know. And I've never been to a wedding where I've looked back for the bride to come down and thought, Ugh. never. Just everybody's just so filled with love and emotion. Yeah. It's all just so romantic and lovely. That everybody, every even brides that we don't really know. It's my favourite part. Yeah, we're always hanging around, aren't we? Like, getting the first little glimpse. We um, all just cry, and we don't. Yeah. Yes, we've got to know them through their you know, their consultations and 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 stuff. They're just in the corner crying because that's a, that's a bride. Yeah. Some we of don't notice that. Some of the rest of us. Mainly Han, who helps out at most of our weddings. <laughs> Blubbering in the corner. Have you even met this bride before? No. no. That's so beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yes, she does. <laughs> Can you remember what her name is? No. <laughs> uh, anything else, Em, from you? Uh, I think that's a good pep talk that you've just given us. Pep talk? Yeah. Like, yeah I feel I less stressed about, you know, not my wedding, but I feel less stressed. Can we leave it there, then? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Please... Like, subscribe, rate, review our podcast on whatever platform you listen or watch us on. Keep up to date with the podcast by following our Instagram account at the Idea Crew Podcast. 
send us your question or topics that you'd like us to chat through next week we're gonna let you decide what the topic is so keep an eye out on our socials to have your say wish us luck i feel like we're going in in uh cold here i feel like just energy make it a good one please everyone <laughs> we could be turning to the dark side but that would be really fun <laughs> i mean we could try and get jen's secrets out of her from last week's episode couldn't we it's not gonna happen that secret i'm never telling we'll see we'll see <laughs> will we i can already sense there's a slight crack in the armor we'll be hit we'll be here on like series 27 <laughs> Jen, anything you want to say? <laughs> well, I've been holding it in ever. <laughs> no. No. Never, never telling that one. No. <laughs> it is, is, it is uh, awful. So I will never be telling that. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to last week's episode. We were all talking about wedding guest confessions. Jen secretly got a few and I'm trying to get them out of her. Well, have any ever been to a wedding as a guest maybe one two three times where i wasn't a bridesmaid that time's a charm three weddings there's quite a lot of time in there that where you could have done something that you're not proud of that i want to know about until then <laughs> it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me. You've been listening to the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. Keep up to date with our podcast news by following our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Thanks for listening. <laughs>